Welcome back to the Digital Dive, a conversation about tech. My name is Jacqueline. I'm one of your hosts. And Darush is actually out sick this week, unfortunately. I genuinely feel so bad for him. I feel like the sickness came out of nowhere and he lost his voice. So this is going to be a solo episode. This week, we're going to be talking about my tech workflow, like what technology I use throughout the entire day, morning to night. Hopefully, there will be some really solid recommendations for you. Maybe you'll also see yourself in my routine. We also want to know your routine. So let us know on Twitter at Digital Dive Pod. And then we're also going to be talking about the S23 because I just filmed the review for that phone like three days ago and I have a lot of thoughts on it. So if you are only interested in that part of the podcast, skip like the first half, but hopefully you want to hear both topics. Like hopefully we nailed topic selection enough that this is interesting to you. All right, let's roll the intro and hop right into it. Okay, so... This is kind of going to be a little bit of like a what Jacqueline's average day looks like. Um, and I remember I saw a tweet once that was like, most of life is just repeating your average day over and over again, which I think to some people can be a really scary thought if you're only living for like the highlight real moments. But I think that what it actually was inspiring to me is like, let me try to figure out a way to make my average day amazing. So it's something that I look forward to every day. And obviously that's a privilege. And also obviously not every day is amazing. <laughs> there have been a couple days this month that I have not felt that great, but I think in general, the goal should be like the average day should hit all of your values so you can be your happiest self. And so to get out of the deep philosopher that I just became for a second there, let's talk about how I start my day, which is I wake up in the morning and I, the first thing that I do is I try to not use any technology in the morning. So I stop my phone alarm and then I don't go on any like social media or anything until I get out of bed because I find that when I don't do that, then I end up staying in bed way too long. And it just starts my day off with too much like cheap unearned dopamine and then it's disaster. So I get up, shower, get ready for the morning, et cetera. And then as I start making breakfast, I use HomePod, which is from Apple, to listen to music. And so what I have set up currently, and I've talked about this in the past in the podcast, is HomePod minis, where they're basically two of them and they're paired in stereo. So one of them is in like my bedroom and then one of them is in the kitchen. And so since that's close enough together, they both like produce sound so I can kind of get a fuller sound. But then it also means when I'm walking back and forth in between the rooms, like if I'm getting dressed for the day or getting something from my room, I can still hear the podcast or the music or whatever I'm listening to. Other main things I use in the morning are my phones, the Nespresso for coffee, AirPods. Those are still my main headphones, actually. I know there's been a lot of conversation about like wireless headphones and like competitors coming out to the market, but I still find that the regular AirPods and the AirPods Pro are like my go-tos for convenience and decent sound quality paired to that. Also been using the AirTag actually for keys. The next main thing that I use is my computer. So right now that's a MacBook Pro 16 inch. I did just review the M2 MacBook Pro and it was incredibly fast, like wildly impressive. And that's where I'm going to spend a lot of the day doing work, emails, editing. It depends on what type of day it is um, because a lot of the schedule, my schedule is like dependent on what part of the video we're up to. Some days are like the film day and the other days are like administration, um, like paying people, work calls. Then there are other days that are like events and getting to see technology in person and meeting executives. And then there are editing days. So it kind of depends a little bit, but assuming it's like an editing or admin day, which I feel like a lot of the week is because editing takes like 
10 to 20 hours. I use Final Cut Pro and a MacBook Pro. And if I really am having trouble focusing, I harness the novelty dopamine effect, which is basically that if you go to a new environment, your brain normally gives you a little bit of dopamine and then you can harness that into focusing. So if I'm really struggling to focus, I often go to a coffee shop and that helps me. I also use a magic trackpad when I'm at my desk. This is like, I think maybe a controversial opinion because I know a lot of people are very against trackpads for editing. I love it and I cannot go back to the other way. Like, it has completely changed the way I edit. And when I don't have a trackpad, I feel completely lost. So if you haven't tried it yet, I would implore you to try it. Aura Ring, I've already mentioned, I use that. I don't track my scores until the end of the day because I want to kind of like go based on how I'm feeling and then get the data. Most of the time, some of the time I really want to know and then I'll check it. Or if I think that I've slept like 10 hours and I want the clout of like a high sleep score, then I also check it. For the evening after I've done a lot of my work, maybe hung out with friends, family, etc., that's normally when I work out. And so I use the Apple Watch for fitness tracking. And I use it because because a lot of tests have shown that the heart rate tracking is really, really good. And so if I'm trying to do like a hit workout where like you're alternating between like your max heart rate and like your base heart rate, I like to be able to track where I'm at with the Apple Watch. And also the Apple Watch can also have like fitness routines built in. So you can have with Fitness Plus if you wanted to dedicated workouts. I actually don't use that, but it is an option. So I thought I would mention and then I also use Apple Watch throughout the day. So it's kind of already tracking like how many hours I'm standing, how many steps I've walked, etc. Other things that I use during the workout would be Spotify, of course, uh, for music and for podcasts and stuff. And then AirPods Max, I don't use every single day, but they are a staple item where I am like so into music. Like I actually think that outside of tech, it's like one of the things that I'm most passionate about and interested in. Like I just love music so much. And so if I'm trying to learn something new in the piano and I want to hear like it in the best quality, I'll listen to it first in the AirPods Max or if I'm just trying to enjoy a new album or add a little bit of like casual magic to my day. The AirPods Max have so much vibrancy and such a dynamic wide soundstage that they're just like an absolute pleasure to listen to. So I love them and I do love using them. Other things I use not every day, but a lot of days is an iPad for reading or watching videos or things like that. If I'm going to like watch TV or something, I do it normally on a TV, but I also can do it on an iPad or an iPhone because I mainly am only watching with streaming services. And if you want more on that take, we actually just recorded an episode all about the death of cable TV and where we are now. So if you want to check that out, it's like a couple episodes ago, I believe, and hopefully it's easy enough to navigate and find it. But we'll also try to remember to put it in the show notes. The last thing that I do before I go to sleep and throughout the day, I'm doing things like texting, FaceTiming, doing Zoom calls with people that don't have iPhone or if I'm not on my iPhone because I use two phones to like stay in touch with people. The last thing that I do right before I go to sleep is journal. And then I use an app called Headspace for meditation. I've been trying to add that to my routine. I know that there are people online that like have like a thousand day streaks and like they say it has changed your life. I don't want to be the aspirational person that you're like, I can never be like this. I want to say that I've struggled with meditation literally my entire life. I honestly don't know if it does anything for me. I'm a big visualizer. So visualization meditation is really where it's at for me. And this is just something that I'm trying to add to my routine. But guide not guru moment. I have no idea, like not an expert in it, but I do think that sometimes it does help me. And if I'm feeling like really stressed or anxious or just a lot is going on, I sometimes find that the meditation does help. So not the most effective thing for me, like honestly, talking through a problem more often than not helps me. But oftentimes I find that by the end of the day, I'm so overstimulated by like if I've spent too much time on my phone that day or something, or I've just been in a lot of areas that require like a lot of gear switching. Sometimes meditation does help me to reset and it's cool that it's on the phone and accessible. And this is like one of the bigger things that I think about all the time in terms of like tech enabling just like all this incredibleness. And I think sometimes it's so easy for us to get caught up in like the day-to-day of like 
oh my God, why isn't Bluetooth working? Or like just getting frustrated with tech when it doesn't work and then kind of not even noticing when it does work and how amazing it is. But it is genuinely incredible that we're able to get thousands of meditations on our phone, stay in touch with thousands of people on our phones, take photos of memories on our phones. Like there are just so many cool things. And I think technology is genuinely incredible and enables so many amazing things in our life. And I, I always try to like take that appreciative mindset because I think it's really easy to not be in that mindset. And I love when I'm around people that are also like, stoked on the small things because it reminds me to be as well. So maybe this will be that reminder for you. I was out to dinner last night with some family friends and we were just able to like take a quick photo on our phone of the night. And now I have that photo forever to remember how much fun I had that night. And I think that that is amazing. And that is kind of the point of technology, which brings us to the next section of the podcast, which is S23. This is a brand new phone. And if we're following the thread line of phones enabling amazing things, the question is, does this phone enable amazing things? Kind of a rough transition, missing Darsh and his effortless transitions right about now. But I would say that the S23, my overall review of it is like, it is iterative over the S22, but I think most people will be coming from an S21 or an S20 or even earlier than that. And if they do, they'll be pretty blown away by a lot of the things. And since it's only $799, it's kind of competing in an interesting market where the S23 Ultra is significantly better in terms of like uh, zoom quality, like just overall image quality is just better on that phone because there's better hardware that is able to play with. Like just optically, there's more significant zoom. The dynamic range of the bigger sensor is great. There's a lot of good things about it. Um, it's also bigger, which is a pro or a con depending on who you are. But for $799, the S23's main competition is like the Pixel 7 and the 7 Pro and that kind of lineup. And so I do think that there is something to be said about which phone is the better phone to buy. I don't think that there's necessarily a clear cut answer. I think that the Pixel makes sense for like software and maybe like a standard photo, like it's better. I I haven't extensively tested them head to head yet. So verdict is out on that. But I think that the S23, the main benefit that Samsung has always had is like providing this really premium flagship experience. And I think that they've done it again. I had so much fun filming the video. It's probably, it's definitely not going to be out by the time this podcast is out, but it will be coming soon. We also got approached during filming this video by a random person on the street that had been watching us film. And I was so, like, it was so fun, but also I was incredibly caught off guard. And I think that that is one of the fun things about filming outside uh, is that there's kind of this element of like, what will happen? Like in a good way. And I think that that definitely spices up the video. Our main mission this year is to create content that allows us to connect over the shared love of technology. Like I want it to feel like we're friends and you're hanging out and we're learning something. And so hopefully, I don't know, the last couple of videos have been doing well. So I appreciate you guys so much. And I have so much conviction in this and so much belief. And ultimately it's going to come down to community support, which is so exciting because you guys just always show up. So anyways, I'm super excited for you guys to see that video. And with that said, this is going to be a shorter episode because it is a solo episode, but I am hanging out with you at 9.55 p.m. at night on a Wednesday. So that is something. I just want to close out this episode with some things that I like this week, and then we'll catch you next Monday. But two things I really like this week. First one is Alex Cooper. She has a podcast actually on Spotify. It's called Call Her Daddy, which I feel like you guys have probably heard of because it was in the news a lot last year, and it's actually one of the most popular podcasts in the world. And she's been doing a lot of interviews lately with like, people that are really prominent in like the music industry, the entertainment industry, like as a whole creators, etc. And I feel like she's genuinely an incredible interviewer and the episodes are really cool. So I don't know. I, I actually respect and admire her so much also just as like a entrepreneur. I think that the way that she's kind of built her brand and the products that she offers are like so intentional and so smart and yet still feel really authentic to her. So I would recommend that if you are 18 plus because it is definitely an explicit show, but I really respect a lot about her. And also I really related to her because she said that one of the reasons why she got into like content creation in the beginning was kind of like this 
unfulfilling experience, like middle school experience when she was younger and kind of like using video creation as like a form of escape and like fulfillment and creativity. And I fully related to that as well. When I first started YouTube, I definitely felt like I didn't have any friends that were really interested in technology and video creation when I started. And YouTube kind of became that escape and that place where I could get that fulfillment um, in a lot of ways still is. So that I would recommend. And then also this week I've been keeping like a list on my phone of two things, quotes that I really like that have changed my worldview and then moments of happiness. Because I think that if we can figure out the things that trigger different feelings, like feeling happy or feeling excited or feeling fulfilled, et cetera, then it's awesome because then you can kind of backward. I'm getting deja vu as I'm saying this. So I wonder if I've mentioned this on the podcast before, but I think that's really cool to do because then you can kind of be like, Ooh, like hanging out with this person makes me feel really happy. I should do more of that. Or I feel really drained after this interaction. If I can, I should try to cut it down. And I feel like I had so many moments of happiness today, which is really incredible. And I feel very grateful for it. So a lot of you guys actually contributed to a lot of those moments as well, which is amazing. And so I just wanted to recommend that to you in case it helps you with your week. I hope you have an incredible one. We appreciate you so much for being here. The Digital Dive is coming up on our actual three-year anniversary. And like, by the time you listen to it, actually very soon, like it's next Saturday. So, so excited about it. We so appreciate you being here. We have so many big plans for the podcast and the community, and we can't wait to embark on them with you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Hope you have an incredible night or incredible morning, really. And we'll catch you 7am central, 8am Eastern next Monday. All right. Have an amazing one. Bye.